Hello, my love. Welcome back to the Goddess Journals. As always, I'm your host, Maggie Pugh, and welcome back to the Embodied Tarot series where we're going through the tarot cards right now, the Major Arcana, one by one, and learning about them, but also seeing how they speak to us on a soul level and what we can learn and uncover about ourselves through these cards, how we can heal through these cards. This is the third month, so if you haven't listened to any yet, if this is your first one you're hearing about, feel free to go back, listen to the fool, listen to the magician, sit with those a little bit, but you also don't have to start at the beginning. If this episode is finding you, it's probably for a reason. You probably have something with the high priestess to awaken today, to tap into, to really understand about yourself. So trust that you've been called to this, trust that you've found this exactly when you're supposed to. Now, this can be a podcast to help you learn tarot, to help you get more familiar with the cards, but you also don't need to want to learn tarot. You don't need to be interested in reading for yourself or for others for this podcast to impact you, to affect you. All you need is to be interested in spirituality, interested in a little bit of magic, and knowing yourself on a deeper level. Tarot can be magical. I think when you do it as long as me, you realize that There's too many coincidences, there's too much magic and things that can't be explained when reading tarot for it to not be real and magical and connected to something bigger, but I also always tell people that you don't have to believe in fate and magic and the universe pushing the right card out for tarot to be helpful because tarot is amazing self-reflection nonetheless. It is amazing to sort out your thoughts, to tap into energy within you, to do work with your subconscious mind. It's great for self-development and self-growth and self-understanding. So even if you don't plan to learn how to read tarot, these episodes can be so helpful for that reason. Exactly. This card is going to speak to something within you, to energy within you, to a part of your soul. So as long as you are spiritual or interested in mindset or self-development work, Something can be taken away from this episode. We are going to go into the imagery within the tarot, but we're also going to go into the energy and what it asks of you, and I'll give you some journal questions at the end. This podcast series is less about learning tarot. It can help, but it's less about learning tarot and more about learning who you are and about yourself. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're excited and along for the ride. If you are interested in learning tarot, Quickly, before we jump into the episode, I want to tell you about my Tarot for Beginners course that I'm going to be running end of November, beginning of December. The dates aren't hard and fast yet, but they will be any day now. This Tarot for Beginners is good for beginners. It's a good refresh for people who are a little more advanced, and we do get into some advanced topics at the end. There'll be three sessions that you can either show up for live or you can watch the recordings of where we dive into the meanings of the cards dive into the energy of the cards, go through each card individually, major and minor, as well as look at single card spreads, three card spreads, and more advanced card spreads. I'm going to help you figure out how to read the cards as a story, how to see how they influence each other, and how to read a little bit more seamlessly and find your own reading style. So if this sounds interesting to you and you're ready to learn more about tarot, I'll put the link down below so you can get on the wait list because it is going to be a smaller group of people. I do have a cap on the number of people 
I am allowing into the session because I want it to be close-knit. I want to be able to help you one-to-one in some areas, and I want to really be able to hold space for all of you. So if you want to know the information first, if you want to be the first to be able to sign up for this exciting adventure that we can take together, I'll put the link down below in the show notes and you can click on that and get on that wait list because I'd love to have you there. I'd love to get magical, spiritual, and witchy together. But with that being said, let's just jump into today's episode and talk about the High Priestess. Welcome to the Goddess Journals. I'm your host, Maggie Pugh, tarot reader, spiritual coach, past life regression practitioner, and your personal spiritual hype girl. I'm here to help you break down your walls and practice the radical vulnerability you need to get to know your soul at its very core. This podcast will give you the guidance to change your fear into power and take those first steps on your ultimate journey to soul transformation. So take a deep breath and let's get mystical. All right, so the High Priestess, she is the embodiment of all things spiritual. She's feminine, she's magnetic, she's in tune with her intuition, she's in tune with her spirituality, in tune with her magic. She works closely with the subconscious mind and knows what it's trying to tell her. She works with the moon and she holds this duality within her that's represented with the two. She's the third card in the major arcana, but she is number two because the fool is number zero. And this two shows up as a number, but also in the two pillars behind her. She embodies duality. She embodies the human and spirit connection. She is our introduction. She is our force of spirituality. So this card can be so magical, so witchy, so much fun, and also allow us to get so deep within our soul. She is the card that represents the soul the most out of all cards. And so that's what I really want to bring into this month's awareness, this month's challenge, is how are you connected to your soul? How are you connected to you? How are you connected to spirituality? What does that mean to you? Before her on the fool's journey, we've had the fool, which is whole new beginnings, the start of a journey. It's someone who's a little bit naive, but excited and innocent and jumps with two feet in. And then we moved on to the magician, which is our first taste of spirituality, but on the physical level with manifestation, the human ego with tools. And now we're moving on to the high priestess. She's the move that you make to start your spiritual journey and spiritual awakening. She's that touch point for you to really say, okay, I've started my journey of what I want out of this life. I've gotten clear on what it is I want to manifest, what it is I want to create. I know that I'm ready to make a change. I'm excited. And now we're moving towards the high priestess saying, all right, so now let's tap into that soul, your magic. Let's spiritually awaken. I really believe that intuition If you have the choice, intuition should always be the beginning of your spiritual journey. If you're at the beginning of your spiritual journey now and you're listening to this, please start working with your intuition. I have other episodes about it that you can tap into there, but your biggest challenge this month is to work with your intuition, to really get into what your intuition is trying to tell you because you need to first trust yourself before you can trust the woo-woo and the magic in the universe around you. This is what I've always said is that intuition is that first bridge to spirituality. For a lot of people, it is manifestation. And that did come, that clarity for manifestation came, but that's 
a clarity on a human level to really get deeply spiritual and energetic with it, intuition needs to be your first real spiritual practice. And that's literally what the fool's journey is saying too. It's saying, hey, you want all these things, but until you begin to trust yourself and listen to yourself and connect with yourself and your soul on a spiritual level, these things aren't necessarily going to come because you need to get your energy right. You need to align your energy. You need to align yourself and you need to be listening to your subconscious mind and your intuition. So flex that intuitive muscle, go on intuitive walks, order intuitively at your favorite cafe or restaurant, play intuition games, do intuition meditations, third eye meditations. How can you start to listen to your intuition more, trust your intuition more? That's going to be the biggest step for you this month following along with this journey. And that's because one of the keywords is intuition. Some other keywords are the healer, feminine power, your magic, the hidden and unconscious, developing talents, mystery, ambiguity, and otherworldly influences. She is this dark feminine. Sometimes people can get all up, you know, in a little fit about using the words feminine and masculine energy because they say, oh, feminine energy is sitting back and waiting and creating and childbirth and mothering. And yes, feminine energy is all of those things, but it's also our magic. It's our souls. Feminine energies hold such deep wisdom and power that we'll never fully grasp and understand. And feminine energy has nothing to do with gender. It just has everything to do with energy. We all hold both energies inside the, inside us. People get upset because of this feminine and masculine energy maybe stepping on the toes or going against the idea of gender fluidity or trans people, but that's not the case. And if anything, I would say this energy speaks to that and encourages that and solidifies that because we all have feminine and masculine energy inside of us. So if you are gender fluid, if you are transgender, it's speaking that you have both energies inside you. Gender is a construct, but energy doesn't lie. And feminine energy is not weak. It is so powerful. You just have to see past that misogynistic or sexist or patriarchy view. Everyone who's saying, oh, feminine energy is sitting back and attracting and women can be powerful too. Yes, women can be powerful too. And feminine energy is so damn powerful. It creates from nothing. It is spiritual. It's magic. Whereas masculine energy is also just as great, but they're different. They're so powerful. And accepting this high priestess energy, that dark feminine energy is really going to allow you to call back the power in your feminine side. I think there is nothing more powerful than working with your feminine energy, whether you're a man, a woman, gender fluid, whatever, whoever you are, there is something powerful about taking an energy that society has deemed lesser and unworthy and finding immense power for yourself within it. I think it's important for everyone, and this card is important for everyone. Some other key words for the high priestess, a secret that needs to be revealed. It's working with your subconscious mind. It's seeing beyond what's obvious. It's trusting and developing your spiritual gifts and remembering something that you've locked away. It's working with that subconscious mind. It's past lives. It's your soul and magic. It's esoteric. Sometimes when this card comes up as a block, it can talk about something that you're fearing, something that's subconsciously blocking you from moving forward. 
This card holds so many answers and encourages you to get so deeply spiritual with yourself. So I know I'm asking you to do intuition work, but I'd also ask you to pick a spiritual practice that you can commit to over the next month and see how it changes you. See what it tells you about yourself. Maybe you can commit to meditating every day. Maybe you can commit to cooking with intention. Maybe you can commit to breath work every day or moving your body in a spiritual way. Maybe it's some kitchen witchery. Maybe it's some pendulum work, moon work. What is it that you want to spiritually connect to this next month? Maybe it's working with one single crystal. It can literally be anything, but I'd love for you to take a second now and set that intention of what your spiritual practice outside of intuition work is going to be. So now that we've talked about the energy and I've given you some prompts with how to work with the high priestess energy, I just want to talk about the imagery for anyone who's interested in learning tarot, but even if you're not, some of this imagery might spark something within you. So listen to your intuition, see what it's trying to tell you with these concepts, these ideas, these prompts. So we have these concepts of duality. We have the number two, we have the two pillars, we have the sun with the solar cross and the moon at the bottom of her feet, north and south, up and down, sun and moon, two strong pillars, and the number two. This card asks and invites you to look at this concept of duality, of conscious and unconscious mind, of human ego and spiritual soul, of light and dark, and see what that means for you. We also have the solar cross saying that she sits between justice and mercy. She doesn't just sit between those two, but She is that. She is the embodiment of justice and mercy, of darkness and light, of sun and moon. She sits right at the center of it all. She has that duality within herself and it's an invitation for you, whether you're reading for yourself or for somebody else, to look at what in your life is pushing right now. Where does duality exist within your life? Do you need to lean into it more? Do you need to balance it? She also wears the crown of Isis which is that sun disc between two cow horns, which represents divine authority and power. However, it is a little ambiguous. Some people say that it's the crown of Isis, which I love that idea of, but I also really subscribe to the idea that it could be a full moon nestled between a waxing and a waning moon, showing that she changes with the energy around her, that she's influenced by the energy around her, that she works with the moon and is one with that moon energy, that cosmic energy. I really think when you pull this card, doing moon work can be really powerful, especially if you pull this in tandem with the moon card. It's just a really powerful symbol to look at the energy around you and how it's affecting you internally. Next up, we have the pomegranate fruit behind her. And this represents the abundance gained from spiritual enlightenment, but it's also a symbol of female divinity. It's that Persephone power of not only just being a powerful feminine figure, but also that duality of light and dark. She goes up for two seasons, she comes back down for two seasons. Duality is literally entwined in everything within this card. The High Priestess also holds a scroll with the visible layers of T-O-R-A on it. This can represent the spiritual law that the High Priestess follows, but it's also partially covered to symbolize that this mystery of whatever the spiritual law is can only be revealed to those who dive within themselves, who are initiated into this High Priestess card, who work with their soul and understand this duality, who are spiritually enlightened. 
It can also be seen as the spiritual gifts card and the mediumship card asking you to tap into those spiritual gifts. It's saying that the veil is thinning. It can also be a card saying a message is coming through from a past loved one, from a spirit guide, because it does represent that deep spirituality. But also Isis and Persephone were both known for being deeply spiritual and mediums and connecting people through a veil. Isis was connecting people through light Persephone connecting people through dark. It is that spiritual gifts and mediumship card, and it can also be someone's trying to send you a message. The crescent moon that we slightly talked about before, it sits at the high priestess's feet. It represents femininity again, but also cycles, emotions, and the realm of the unconscious. This is why the high priestess says that so much of your spirituality, so much of your gifts lay unawakened, lays within that subconscious mind. It's a symbol of mysticism and intuition, urging those who encounter this card to listen to their intuition, listen to their inner voice, and be guided. The moon is sitting at her feet. It's saying, allow yourself to be guided by this intuition, by this spiritual connection, by your divine wisdom. With it being at its feet, it also can signify her power and mastery of her own emotions of the moon. By channeling this subtle energy of the moon, the high priestess encourages you to Be vigilant of your feelings, listen to your feelings, and maintain this healthy balance of your inner world, of your emotional body and physical body, allowing you to navigate your life with clarity, with wisdom, with a knowing, with stability. It's really asking you, where do you feel unbalanced? Where is this duality out of whack? And how can you begin to fix this? And so you have your two prompts for action, which are to tap into your intuition some more, do some intuitive practices, and also pick up a daily spiritual routine, intention, whatever that is. It can be one to five minutes. It can be an hour long, whatever is reasonable for you. Tag me in it. Tag me in what you've decided to do. Tag me in it every day. I would love to see the intention that you set. And now let's move on to the work that you can do over the month with journaling, with uncovering this part of yourself. So I have three blocks of journal questions. As always, this is the goddess journals after all. And you can do these all right away. You can take the full month, take your time with them, really dive into them and allow yourself to fully flesh out the answer to these, the intention that they hold and the knowledge that they can bring you. So let's start with the first one, which is how do you feel when you think about your spiritual potential? What can you do to help yourself to find trust in these abilities? How can you work on trusting your dreams rather than doubting them? And finally, write down three times your intuition was right. Did you listen? What can you learn from these instances? That's really tapping into that spirituality, into trusting yourself more, into that deep inner wisdom and intuition. The next one, I really encourage you, this is going to be one that you have to do very specifically, but I would love you to do a moon ritual with the full moon, with the new moon over the next month, whenever you feel like it. Do some research, make a moon ritual for yourself, and at the end, write a letter to the universe dictating how you're going to take your revelations here in the moon ritual forwards. Thank it for everything it has brought you over the last few weeks, and then relinquish the control of your manifestation. Maybe if you're interested in a moon ritual, let me know. Send me a message or tag me in something. And if enough people do it, I will host a free moon ritual with the new moon for you. 
So if enough people tag me, I will host a free moon ritual that we can do together. But I need to know that you're interested in this. Share the podcast episode, share something about it and say, let's do the moon ritual. I want to do that or send me a message. If if you're interested in it, I will host it. And then finally, our third block of questions are, I feel most connected to my soul when... I feel the most disconnected to my soul when, in order to be more aligned with my soul and the universe, I must release and fill in those sentences. All right. Good luck. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know I did. Let me know about the moon ritual. Sign up down below if you want to get on that wait list for my Tarot for Beginners class. I cannot wait to connect with you on either of those things, both of those things. I hope you had the most amazing day whenever you're listening to this, and I'll see you next month for The Empress. Number three in Major Arcana and the fourth card in The Fool's Journey. We're doing the dark side of feminine power now, and then we're going to be stepping into the light. I cannot wait. I'll see you next month. Thank you so, so much for listening and supporting me. If you can give the podcast a rating, give it five stars. I would love to hear from you and it helps the podcast so much and me so much. So I appreciate you. Have an amazing, amazing day and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.